This is the Cleveland Guardians Fancast with your host, Quincy Wheeler, a podcast about the Cleveland Guardians and their fans. Welcome to the Cleveland Guardians Fancast. I'm your host, Quincy Wheeler. You can find us at Guardian Fancast on Twitter. You can email me at Quincy at GuardiansFanCast.com. I uh, wasn't able to talk to Tyler Griffith this week, so Tyler's not here on a Friday, but hope to have him back next week. Looking forward to hearing from him. I know him and his wife went on their honeymoon, so I hope they had a great time. Today I want to present to you something that I want to do now and then. Unfortunately, I don't have the time to do it quite as much as I want. But I want to present to you an essay that I've written um, regarding baseball. So every now and then might do these essay episodes to kind of give us something different, something to talk about. Um, I'm recording this now before the series against Oakland, but I'm looking forward to that series, looking forward to taking my son with me to the Saturday game. So that'll be my first game that I get to attend in person this year. First time seeing the Guardians, per se, on the field. And uh, I'm really looking forward to that and looking forward to taking my son and uh, my oldest son to experience that with me. So maybe some of you will be there. Maybe I'll be able to check in and say hi. Uh, but today I wanted to share with you something kind of special to me. It's an essay that I wrote about baseball and mental health. Today I want to talk about baseball and mental health. Sometimes Something that's hard to talk about in baseball is what people will sometimes call the grind. I imagine that when you play baseball, you know every day that a game is coming. It's always in the back of your mind. And the thing is, it's not just the filling out of a lineup, the putting on of uniforms and batting gloves, unless you're an absolute beast like Josh Naylor and don't need batting gloves. The walking up to the plate and looking out at an opposing pitcher or the walking to the mound and seeing the batter at the plate, there's more than that to it. There's this constant looming presence of the game. The game will happen. Every day there will be a winner and a loser, and at the end of every day you'll have played your part in determining that outcome. That isn't something you have to wait around for as a major leaguer. Almost every day, the game hovers over your head, over your family. You're sleeping, you're eating, and eventually it descends like a cloud and you find yourself making the legends of the game in that unearthly fog that it's produced. You're not only a victim of this ravenous storm, but you're also feeding it, adding your own thunder, lightning, and rain to its tempest. For those of you who deal with mental health issues, I imagine that some of that description might feel familiar. You feel like you've unwillingly signed on to play in a contest you had no interest in entering. Today, tomorrow, and yesterday, your struggle hangs over your head, and sometimes when you least expect it, other times when you most definitely and dreadfully know what's going to happen, that daily fog settles on you with a sickening rush. You're both oppressed by its tyranny and relieved at its familiarity. And whether you want to or not, you have to pick up a bat and swing at what's coming at you. 
Whether you want to or not, you have to pick up a ball and try to sneak it past what's giving its deadliest effort to get you off that mound and back in a dugout where the light of success can't touch you and everyone forgets about you. I've just made a comparison between mental health struggles and baseball. But baseball, when it comes down to it, is a game. People love to play baseball, watch baseball, and talk about baseball. Mental health struggles are most emphatically not a game. People do not love struggling. They do not enjoy watching themselves or others struggle. And most of all, we do not want to talk about mental health challenges. We want to pretend it doesn't exist. But this is where I think the point of connection between baseball and mental health can help us. Because the game that I talked about earlier, unlike mental health struggles, the game is a beautiful entity. Every day is a new opportunity. Even if your team has lost countless games in a row like the Angels, tomorrow can always be the day when everything changes. Even if your favorite player has forgotten how to hit or pitch, there's always hope that the next day he'll find it again. The game is art to be created, a journey to begin, a hope on which to have your heart set, a star of aspiration by which you can pilot the ships of all your ambitions. And baseball fans know this. Like me, you can think about moments in your life where everything seemed lost, and yet you knew at the end of the day there would be a Cleveland baseball game to enjoy. And look, in this game, there's Cody Allen, and I know that he and his wife went through a miscarriage just like my wife and I did in 2019. And look, there's there's Brian Shaw. He does his job day in and day out, and people hate him when he messes up because when he does, it's super noticeable. He ends up living his life under a microscope reserved for only presidents and middle relief pitchers. Well, and well, maybe also pastors, police officers, teachers, waitresses, and the soccer employee who has a boss who just doesn't understand why you can't unload that truck right now, why it's just not possible to get it done when you need to. And look, there's Fran Mill Reyes, who was built by God to hit home runs, but for some unexplainable reason, he can't do that right now. He's addicted to chasing sliders down the way, and no matter how hard he tries, he just can't stop. The team is full of all of these guys, every one of them uniquely flawed, every one of them uniquely gifted, and yet somehow, someway, they find a way to play the game, to create perfect victory from imperfect pieces, to give the people who've attached themselves to them for some inexplicable reason a moment of pure, unadulterated joy at 10, 12 p.m. on a Wednesday night when they've got a presentation due at 7.15 a.m. the next morning. I believe that baseball can be an emotional support game for, for us like few others. From its dual nature as an individual-driven yet intensely team-oriented game, that reminds us that for as much as we have to own our own struggles and realize that each person's challenges are uniquely their own, we also have a support system around us that we need to learn to rely on, to remind ourselves that it can be a constant guiding light through the fog. To baseball's daily nature, as I mentioned, the security that it's not going away, coupled with the terror of the realization that it's not going anywhere. But the game will still be beautiful when I let it come to me as it is without trying to control it. Like life. Like the reality that even in the middle of my mental health struggles, even in the middle of the pain that I experience, I am still beautiful. The life that I've been given is still beautiful. The mind that I'm experiencing is still a gift to me. I feel less like killing myself when I see Jose Ramirez swing a bat for my favorite team.
Now, I said that in a shocking way, but I, I say it because I've had those thoughts in my life, but it's been a long time. It's been a long time since I've had those thoughts in my life where I'm like, hey, this is really not a road you want to go down, really probably since I was in my, my 20s, which is a good ways behind me. But the point is that all the worst parts of my mental health struggles are made better when I can just sit down at a Guardians game and watch Jose Ramirez step to the plate. I know that Jose's in charge. I know even if he doesn't get a hit, he'll learn something from that at bat that he will use later in the long campaign to end each day with a moment of joy. Joy, there's that word again. That experience that I can't produce just because I want to have it. That emotion that is as elusive as a hit when a batter's in a slump, as impossible to reach intentionally for as an out when a pitcher is tipping his pitches. Joy is there. It's just there. When the team I love, the players I live and die with every day, do something that so few people in the world can do, and when they do it for Cleveland, for Ohio, for this ridiculous state that's been my home for almost 40 years. Maybe you're like me and you've taught yourself to keep it to yourself, to put your head down and grind through another day. I can't force you to change that and and learn to talk to other people, even though I hope you will. I can't pray away your pain and your struggles, nor do I want to. I don't want to magically wish it away, even though I I wish I could wave some kind of magic wand and make it go away. I know that there's more to it. I know that to really work through mental health, it's not going to be a a light on moment where someone flips a switch. It's a daily process. It's a daily experience. It's something that makes us stronger and more able to help the love and to reach out to other people. What I can do most of all when I think about baseball is just sit down at a game with you. I can feel a warm breeze, see a pretty sky, and watch the latest story of the Guardians versus the world unfold right in front of our eyes. And most days, that moment helps just enough to get me to the next moment. Take me out to the ball game. Take me out to the crowd. Buy me some peanuts and Cracker Jack. I don't care if I ever get back. Let me root, root, root for the home team. If they don't win, it's a shame. But if they don't win, we'll come back tomorrow and we'll try again. This has been the Cleveland Guardians FanCast. You can find us Monday through Friday on any podcast service that you prefer. Don't forget to rate, subscribe, like, and download so that we can continue to produce these podcasts for your enjoyment.